Good evening, channel family. I should say good night. I'm on as late as uh, choot. <laughs> uh, I wanted to share a few insights that the Lord has given me in the last couple of days with you, and I'm excited to share those with you. I just want to take the time right now to thank the Lord um, for His goodness. And as I do, you ever do this? I'm going to stop myself right here. Do you ever do this where you start to you're shown something, but you start to dig a little deeper and you find out that the Lord is speaking to you and there's a lot more to it than you thought. That happens every time. Well, not every time, but it happens a lot when we read the scriptures. The Lord wants to speak to us through the scripture. But I wanted to share some things with you. I'm excited to get ready, but I just pray right now, Lord, please be a light to my path, a lamp to my feet. Father, may your words come out clearly, Lord. And Father God, I pray that you will reach the heart of those who need to be reached, Lord God. May those who are hearing within the sound of my voice be receptive to your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to share a few things with you. Uh, for starters, today I'm going to start giving out the date when I do videos. At least I'm going to try to remember to do that. Just as a way to kind of um, catalog and... Um, chronicalize things a little better. I'm, I'm very terrible about that. Today is March the 14th. And I'm up late. Um, I had to share this with you. It's just, it's just too cool not to share with you. <laughs> so I'm going to stay up late and um, upload this and probably get more sleep tomorrow. Maybe I'll take a nap. But a friend of mine, so today is March 14th, right? Today is a Tuesday. A friend of mine um, who often shares dreams with me, uh, said yesterday afternoon, he said, I remember back on a dream I'd had of being able to look down upon the earth and I saw the church on the mountaintop with a red dome. Now, this really surprised me because, and I told him this, I had just come back from praying um, on my lunch break and I'd had the following uh, vision just minutes before he told me this while in prayer. This is the vision. Um, and it was just a quick flash. So I had been in prayer for a few minutes. I was waiting on the Lord. And out of nowhere, with my eyes closed, what I saw was a mountain with like a purple magenta glow to it um, on the top of it. Just on the very top of it was glowing. Um, I opened my eyes and I could still see it. And I knew it was Mount Zion. Um, so I thought that was wild. I had just seen this mountain with this reddish glow on it. And then he described um, what he had remembered. So he had told me about this dream earlier in the day, but this was a detail he had forgotten. And he he recalled suddenly. And it just so happened he recalled it after, and I'd seen it after I'd seen my uh, this vision. And so I was paying attention because um, this is all about God speaking from Mount Zion. So it's very cool. Well, he asked me, did you see anything else after that? And I said, yeah, I had seen a letter that I somehow knew was Hebrew. Um, and I'll show you what it looks like. This is the letter I saw. It looks like this. Okay. Looks kind of like a Y. It's pronounced Ayin or Ayin. Ayin? Ayin or Ayin? I should have looked up the pronunciation of this letter. And it is indeed Hebrew. It's called an Ayin, and I found it as the first letter in the name of Jesus. So this is what it looks like. Yeshua. Jesus. See where it's at right there? Okay. So I'm no scholar, so I don't know if this letter um, 
or character is really the first in Jesus' name, since Hebrew script is written and read from right to left. But either way, I'm pretty sure that is the J, or that is that character that represents that. But either way, though, if you think about it, Jesus' name, um, it says in Revelation 22:13 that Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So either way you read this name, it's a good and solid reminder that he's the Alpha and Omega. There is so much more to what he continued to show me with this Ayin. Like I said, I should have learned the pronunciation. But I thought that was amazing because I've never seen, um, I don't really, I've never seen this character before. And I don't really know what Hebrew looks like. Um, I just saw it in the vision. I saw a flash of it. And I remembered the shape of it. And I looked it up. And then I thought, I wonder if it's in Jesus' name. And sure enough, it's in Jesus' name. So I thought that was really neat. Ayin means I in Hebrew, the I. Uh, my friend pointed out that this could be a reminder to keep our eyes on him, which is so critical as times get more difficult. To keep our eyes open, be aware of our surroundings, but also to keep looking up for our redemption is near. I also felt myself that it was a call to remember that God sees us. He sees what we're going through, and he sees the evil going on. God is watching, and he's about to send his son for his bride. He has not turned a blind eye. So I believe this was a message of encouragement. Proverbs 15.3 says, the, eye, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, keeping watch on the evil and the good. Proverbs 5.21 says, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. Now then this morning, as I was in and out of sleep, I heard clearly, just a little longer. That's what I heard, very, very clearly. I actually, it's almost as if I said it myself, but I didn't. I, I heard it very clearly and audibly. Then I turned on my side, and I saw the name Jesus, spelled out in diamonds, very clearly. It's actually in cursive, Jesus in diamonds glistening so i looked up some results for what the diamond represents and this is kind of what i found so take it or leave it with a grain of salt but i thought it was interesting it was interesting enough to share with you the diamond is light life the sun it is an emblem of purity and perfection of invincible spiritual power and it is the stone of commitment faithfulness, and promise between husband and wife. Traditionally seen as a symbol, again, of faithfulness, love, purity, innocence, and relationship filled with love, diamonds have been regarded over the centuries as a love-bearing crystal, which are dependable in its virtues when received as a gift. So it is no surprise that diamonds are used in our engagement rings and wedding bands. I believe that Jesus was letting me know just a little bit longer love, just a little bit longer bride. I'm coming for you. And that his name was written in diamonds to spell out that he is engaged and soon we will be wedded as the church to her bridegroom. And that he is faithful. He loves us. This is a pure love. It's an innocent love. It's a relationship filled with love. I just... I took it as a promise. I took it as a promise, a commitment. It's amazing. So that happened this morning.
What a way to wake up, right? So, by the way, Ayin is the 16th letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Just happens to be the 16th letter. So I looked it up. I found that the prophetic meaning of the number 16 happens to be marriage slash covenant. I, I just kept getting blown away over and over, guys, tonight. This is why I had to do this video tonight. This is awesome. So I get Ayin yesterday, the I. It just so happens it's a 16th letter in the Hebrew alphabet, which means marriage, covenant, prophetically speaking. And then I get the, you know, I get the, um, the beautiful promise this morning of just a little longer in Jesus and diamonds. It's just marriage all over. It's just covered with him telling me, telling us as a church, he's coming to get us and marry us. But I will come back to this word, Ayin, because there's more to the story. This is just, again, I'm blown away by God. The more I dug tonight, the more blown away I was. It's one of those things where you think you have a simple word, and then the more you dig, you realize it's not as simple as you thought. So today in prayer, as I got quiet and waited for the Holy Spirit to speak, I am trying to practice that. That is so hard, by the way. Uh, it's so hard. It's definitely something. It's like a muscle that you use. Um, the more you do it, the more you get used to doing it, and it becomes something that's not quite as much of a weakness. But as I was waiting, I haven't arrived yet, guys. As I was waiting for the Holy Spirit to speak, the whole story of Moses' encounter with God on Mount Sinai dropped into my spirit. I had not been thinking of Moses. I have not been reading Moses yet. I'm in Genesis, actually. We're not into Moses, the story of Moses yet. Exodus 33, 21-23 says, um, the, And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. Because Moses wanted to see God, okay? This is why he's telling him this. Moses is up on Mount Sinai. He wants to see God. And God says, Look, this is what I'm going to do. There's a place by me where you shall stand on the rock. And while my glory passes by, I will put you in the cleft of the rock. In a cleft in the rock. And I will cover you with my hand until I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. So I was seeing all this. I was actually seeing this story before I looked up Exodus 33, 21 through 23. And so I was seeing all this take place. Now I initially thought of the verse just prior to that, verse 20, which says that no man shall see me and live. But then I remembered that Moses was initially standing on the rock, and then hidden in the cleft of the rock. Jesus is described as the rock, capital letter rock, as a foundation in 1 Corinthians 3.11, a cornerstone, Psalm 118.22, as a stabilizing force, Psalm 18.2, and also as a stumbling stone, 1 Peter 2.8, etc. Moses stood on this foundation and then was hidden by God in the cleft of this rock. We are hidden in Christ. Colossians 3.3 3 says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Paul elaborates in Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Our life is now hidden with Christ in that cleft. But something else struck me. That phrase in Exodus 33:23 that states, You shall see my back, speaking of Moses to God's back. 
as long as we are in this sin-sick world and our corrupted bodies bleed, um, we cannot see God and live. Okay? There was a moment when Jesus was hanging on that cross, bleeding out for our sins as a sacrificial lamb, where God could not look upon him for the sin he was carrying. And Jesus cried out, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, um, or sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? In that moment, God's proverbial back had to be turned from our sins, and therefore, his son. You see, God didn't just turn his back to Moses in that passage in Exodus. His back was also turned to the rock. So now, I must go back to the letter Ayin. Though it is the 16th letter in the Hebrew alphabet, the letter Ayin represents the number 70 in the Hebrew alphabet. I don't understand how that works, but that is what I found when I looked it up. It is a symbol of perception and insight. The word Ayin means eye. The eye reveals more about the physical realm than any other sensory organ. The eye is considered to be symbolic of the individual's entire being. The eye reflects the innermost point of a person, a miniature world itself. The word for tree, etz, begins with ayin, signifying the tree of life. Ayin alludes to the eye of God, as mentioned in the Torah. The number 70 represents the 70 archetypal nations and languages. These are said to be the 70 descendants of Noah who were dispersed throughout the world after the fall of the Tower of Babel. Here's what caught my attention. The number 70 denotes spirituality, signifying the 70 names of God. These are interpreted to be the 70 faces or dimensions of God as revealed to Moses. I included this because the Holy Spirit had just shown me today before I looked up the significance of this letter all about how Moses could not see God's face. And yet, this last interpretation of the number 70 mentions the faces or dimensions of God, and they were revealed to none other than Moses. So, what a fascinating study this turned out to be. I had been given a single picture of Mount Zion, which, when I think about it, um, in some ways, I wonder if it wasn't kind of a representation um, of Mount Zion through Mount Sinai. Because Moses went up to Mount Sinai and there was smoke and burning and ash. And I mean, there was smoke and burning and there was thundering and lightning, but there was light up at the top of this mountain. Now, I don't doubt that what I was seeing was Mount Zion, but I think it's interesting that then the Lord showed me today Moses up on Mount Sinai and how that was holy ground. And God visited different mountains, and Mount Sinai was a holy place, as Mount Zion is. So, it was interesting to see how all of these things tied together in the last day or so. Jesus is coming for his bride. So, he's reminding me he's coming for his bride. God was reminding me he sees all. And one day, we will look upon him and not die, as we'll be in our glorified bodies. It says all flesh would not be able to survive well, if you're in your glorified body, I have to believe you'll at least be able to bow at his feet. <laughs> I don't know what we'll what we'll see if we'll see just this bright, bright light on the throne room on the throne, or what we'll see, um, or if Jesus will just be the physical rep- manifestation of God. I don't know like what that's going to look like. 
um, the trinity of um, three in one is so hard to like wrap your mind around. So all that to say that, um, you know, something that's so simple didn't turn out to be so simple after all. So I just want to, uh, I thought this was too good to share, uh, not share, and go to sleep on, and I was excited to share it with you. I love you all. Um, If you don't know Jesus, please call out to him today. Believe on him for salvation. Um, Understanding that you have a sin nature, and that the only way to pay for that sin is for um, either you're going to pay for it um, for eternity, or you can accept the free gift of Jesus Christ who already paid for it and is offering his sacrifice as a gift for you in turn so that you don't have to. He not only died for you, but he also rose again three days later. Believe on him and be saved today. Time is very short. I love you all, and I hope you have a wonderful night. Maranatha.